March 12th, 2023. You're listening to Oblast with Don and Kevin. I am Kevin. And I'm Don. And uh, we're back again. Don's still on his cell phone, so it's going to make swishy noises. Swish, swish. Um, I'm on a computer. Yay. I'm kind of tired today. I got up and went to the uh, went to yoga. And then I uh, went to... Um, no, no, I didn't go to yoga. I went to uh, a potluck at the yoga. And, you know, there's nothing quite like eating um, uh, food created by health nuts uh, in their questionable kitchens. Um, but it was all okay. It was all right. It was a lot of desserts because it's all women. Women like to make desserts. You know what I mean? There was a yeah. few There was a few, few food things, various kinds of salad, you know. Uh, I just brought ice cream, just good old American ice cream. Didn't make it. You know what I mean? Just bought some ice cream and brought it because, you know. Have some ice cream. Have a bucket of ice cream. Right, right. And uh, yeah, so I did that, and um, I was tired after that. <laughs> just came home, took a nap, and it's kind of just like just blah. I've been doing laundry and was playing Dead Space, and just kind of that's it. That's my whole day. Just nothing yeah. happened. Daylight savings. I think that's part of it too, right? It's normally. I was that's it. Everybody says like, "Oh, daylight savings." It always messes me up, and I'm always like, "Whatever, dude. You just lose an hour. You just sleep. Do whatever. You're fine." But like today, like you said today, I was just out of it. I was just like not feeling it. I'm like, I don't even want to hear it. Yeah, I'm supposed to like. I know they sent a bill through Congress that they were going to try to get rid of it. Get rid of yeah. get rid of standard time. Just keep daylight savings time. Yeah. All I'm saying is, is just all they. Got, I think I've mentioned this before. All they got to do is move the thing half an hour. Just move it over half an hour and then leave it alone. You get the thirty minutes of the standard time and the thirty minutes of the daylight savings, and then everybody's happy. Just leave it there. Just leave it there. Leave it alone. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Just put it in the middle. That's yeah, it. we're done. But no, Arizona knows what's up. They're just like we're not doing this shit. We're just not doing. It. <laughs> we're not bothered. Hey, fuck, you know, it's it's too hot. Think of the animals. The animals don't know. They're used to getting fed at the same time every day. They don't know. Suddenly, the food's not there. They're like, why isn't the food there? They don't know. Sun's coming up same time. They're just like, he forgot about me. Forgot to feed me. So I was reading on the uh, on the internet that the uh, on eBay somebody was selling an oversupply of Girl Scout cookies that they had for a dollar a box. Right. And the Girl Scout people were apparently not happy about that because, you know, they like to sell them themselves for full price. But these were purchased from the Girl Scouts. They were just being yeah. resold for an extra dollar. And, uh, you know, there was much uh, kerfuffle. And I was thinking about it, you know, and I think I think Girl Scout cookies are stupid. <laughs> Now, there was a time, I'm sure, in the beginning when you could probably get them for a dollar a box. And I think, like, there was probably, like, this sweet spot maybe in the 90s or something where they were, like, $2 or something a box. And people would buy them. You know, I bought them. I'm sure you bought them. People would buy some that they liked. They had different flavors, of course. They always change them, though. Uh, but, you know, they they were doing good. Now they're, like you know, five something a box or whatever the hell it is. And, and it's just, it's like, it's too much money really for what it is. And, and the thing is, is it's like the Girl Scouts sell them, uh, in order so they can go to camp, right? So they can go and, and, and it, and it helps pay for things. I get, I get it. It's a, you know, kind of like a charitable, uh, terrible thing, but, um, it, uh, It it almost it, it it almost seems like it's like a um it it's it's like a kind of begging or something. I don't know. I gotta pause the show. Your phone's driving me nuts. All right. You mean? I had to stop that switching noise, Danny. Uh yeah, but anyway, like so it's like okay, so the Girl Scouts, you know, they used to go house to house, door to door. Hey, you wanna buy some girls? I don't think they do a lot of that. Like I go places like to the grocery store, to Walmart and stuff, they're like 
camped out in front of those places, you know, right. or selling them to people coming in and out, you know, and it's kind of like begging really, because, you know, you can go into the grocery store and, uh, buy what a hundred different brands of cookies while you're in the, in the grocery store. So like all of a sudden you're going to exit the grocery store and be like, Oh, well I I'll pay twice as much <laughs> For these, for these right, to, yeah. to help you girls uh, have a good time at camp. But I mean, if you if you really think about it, like if you, so, the, so it's like charity, right? So it's like they're doing it for charity. They're really not doing it because they enjoy. I mean, there's you know some people like the cookie, but you're paying like way too much for it, and so you're you're doing it to give the money to the Girl Scouts, okay? But you know why go through all of this circus? <laughs> like why yeah. go through? Like just uh, you know just just like. People want cookies, just go buy cookies at the store. All the brand, you know, all the flavors are basically at the store, you know? So it's just like, and then the Girl Scouts, they could just get charity, just, you know, have like a, have them stand out front with a bucket like the Salvation Army does and collect coins, you know, and ring a bell or something. Or, hey, mister, would you help us? Will you give us money? I mean, I don't know. I don't, I just don't, I, I don't think this is like the right way to, to go about it's it. cookie. Like it's if cookie they, prostitution. If they, yeah, if they, not that anybody would want to eat them, but if they, if the girls had baked the cookies themselves, you know, in their own kitchen, because I think that's probably where it all started from, then it would be fine. But this is just like some weird corporate thing, you know, and in, in the in the in the people that run the Girl Scouts, I'm sure they get pretty good paychecks, and you know, the bakery is making what millions of of cookies they're getting paid you know crazy money uh, um in order to do this kind of thing and then you know they're putting it on the backs of these girls so these girls can go to camp yet meanwhile before all of the boy scouts went out of business boy scouts right didn't sell anything i mean occasionally there might have been something that they would do but it was never like a routine thing boy scouts just you had dues you just showed up and they were like, you got your dues this week and you would pay your dues. And it wasn't very much. And that was it. That was it. And the Boy Scouts, if they needed anything, they would just make it themselves. Well, right. And the, and and they do sell kits, right? So you can get merit badges for certain things. Like I was a Weeblo and uh, I had to do a leather thing, you know, put together a little le- leather wallet. You know, and you had to pay for that. And it wasn't that expensive, but you know, I'm sure there's a little bit of profit going back to the Boy Scout institution. And, you know, if you wanted to go do things, you had to pay for it. It's like pay to play, you know, you pay to do the thing and, and the Boy Scouts, you know, then you would go get raped by a counselor. So I don't know, you know, whatever. But, but the thing is, is it's like, it worked fine for the Boy Scouts. I mean, it did. And the Boy Scouts was doing very well until they had all this corruption come in. But the Girl Scouts, you know, this cookie thing, to me, it just seems like it's a, it's a racket, you know, they're, they're, um, and they don't really need the Girl Scouts to sell them. Like, think about it. The, the Girl Scout business could simply say, Hey, let's bake these cookies and have grocery stores carry them in the grocery store and we'll get some money, not as much because they can't overprice them. But we'll get some money from people buying the famous Girl Scout cookies in the grocery store. People will buy them, you know, especially if they're competitively priced. And um, and and then meanwhile, you just charge the girls to do dues so they don't have to go into this whole begging thing. And I know people are like, well, this teaches them how to, you know, work for their money. And how to be and, an entrepreneur. Yeah, and how to, like, get things going and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, you know, yeah. man, like. Like there's other ways to do this, <laughs> you know, it, it teaches them to talk to strangers and I don't want that. I don't think there's anybody I've ever seen that said like, you know, I really got interested in sales when I was first working as a Girl Scout selling Girl Scout cookies. I mean, maybe there's one, but it's just, you know, it's just a burden. And I remember like when I was in sixth grade, right. And, uh, we had to sell candy bars. So we could go to Mohican. It's like yep. a park here in the kind of south of Cleveland, a ways, and they have these cabins, and, and the, the sixth grades would go. It's like different sixth grades would go. Most of the kids would go. Almost all the kids would go, basically. And um, you would learn how to canoe and, um, I don't know, make a stool out of wood. 
I use a compass. Yeah, compass, treasure hunt. And we were there for like what? Like not a whole week, but like three days or four days or something. I was there for five days. Five, okay, maybe five days. That's a long time. Um, and uh, but yeah, right. So let's say we go. We went for a school week, and uh, but in order to get there, they were like, "You've got to sell candy bars." Now I don't know if they still do this today, but at that time, I think you had to sell something like I think like fifty candy bars, right? And I think they were a dollar each, so it was like fifty bucks. Uh, in, in in candy bars, and this was at a time period when a candy bar probably cost you between twenty five and forty cents at the store, right? Yeah. So yeah. so so a dollar for a candy bar was a little expensive, but not crazy. I mean, you know, people would buy one, but they usually weren't buying a whole box of them from you if you were going door to door, right? But Remember, most it always came. Go ahead. It always came with that free Sunday coupon on yeah, the back. So right. Or I think later they had like a Burger King coupon or something. Buy one Big Mac, get one free, or buy one Whopper, get one free. Yeah. And um, so the thing is, though, like most kids, their parents are just overachievers. And they're just like, how many you got to sell, William? You know, and they're like, I got to sell 50, you know. That's fine. I'll buy all 50 and take them to work. You know what I mean? And right. or they give them to their cousins and their nephews and stuff. Because I think, like, the, you know, you sell more of them, you get you get extra money you can spend at the commissary or some bullshit while you're there. I can't quite remember it all. But um, but for me, living in a poor house kind of thing, my parents weren't buying us candy bars. I, I couldn't eat the candy bars I was selling. I wanted to. <laughs> Right, I wanted to eat the crunch bar, right? But I couldn't. I couldn't eat one because I didn't have the money. I didn't have a dollar to buy the crunch bar. And I don't know. It never dawned on my stepmom's brain to be like, "Oh, did you guys want one of those?" Well, you're, you know. Um, and I wasn't the kind of kid that was going to be like, "I don't know what happened. There was t- <laughs> there was twenty five in the box, and now that there's only twenty four. I don't know. You know, I got chocolate on my mouth. I didn't. I have no idea what happened." Um, so I had to go door to door. I had to go sell these fucking things and I did not get them all done because 50 is a lot. (laughs) 50 is a lot going door to door when people might buy one. Right. So, I mean, it's just like people aren't home. Parents aren't there. People aren't interested. You got to give this pitch to everybody you go to. And so I probably sold maybe, maybe like 30. And I mean, that was it. I I was tapped out at that point. And I was being threatened like you're not going to get to go. You need to sell those 20, you know, bars or whatever. And it's just like I <laughs> threw my hands up. I'm just like I, I don't know what to tell you. I guess I right. can't go, you know? And so I ultimately I forget, but they ultimately let me go. I don't know if they just took the candy bars back or what. And yeah. and, and also I should point out part of the part of the problem as well was that I had a stepsister who was my age. So we were basically both trying to sell a hundred bars to the same neighborhood, which made it way worse. And um it just couldn't be done. And so um and I'm sure there was other kids, you know, around or or their parents were driving them to our street, you know what I mean? Like in canvassing I mean it was just it was just fucking impossible. So uh you know, I ultimately ended up going to this thing. And then that sucked too, just because like I didn't have any extra money. I had no extra money. So I couldn't get a snack at the, at that whatever that was, the commissary table or whatever. I yeah. couldn't buy like an arrowhead, like some kids would pay like a buck or something and get like a, like a, a fake arrowhead. I got one. I got an arrowhead. See, <laughs> I couldn't get, I didn't know, like I, they sent me there done with nothing. I had, for five days, I didn't have a dollar to my name. Just you go and you do the, whatever the other kids do, but you aren't getting any money. It's fucking crazy, man. And so, like, it's, it's all based on this begging thing, selling fucking shit. And I feel like I feel bad for the Girl Scouts. I just do. Well, I, rem- I remember I did the same thing, but I guess our school was different. Our elementary school must have been different from yours because 
it wasn't, it wasn't, we didn't have to sell the candy bars. Um, it was just a way for us to make the money to go. Cause otherwise our parents would just pay for it, you know? So, uh, the thing was, is they would give you the, they would give you, I've told, I think I've told the story. They would give you the candy bars and they would say, okay, here's 50 candy bars. You owe us $25. So it's basically fit. You have to pay 50 cents per candy bar. And then you get to keep the other 50 cents. And then you're supposed to take that money and you're supposed to use that to go to Mohican or, you know what I mean? To help pay for it or offset it or whatever. And, and it's supposed to teach the kids how to be entrepreneurs and, blah, 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 and all that. Well, the thing is, is I would go out and sell a candy bar for a dollar. Then I would turn around and eat one because it was like, well, if I just got to pay 50 cents for the candy bar, this guy just gave me a dollar. I got 50 cents. I'm eating a candy bar and I would just give him the whole dollar. And so it was like, uh, I ended up selling them all. My parents were like, so how much money did you make? And I was like, I got nothing. They were like, you sold all those candy bars and you don't have any money. I was like, nope. Cause I ate it all in, in chocolate bars. <laughs> Cause that's what I, that's how I rolled. I found, I found a scam. I was like, you know what? This will work. So well, that's what I did. I, I and then my parents just ended up paying for the whole thing. They ended up paying for the whole trip. Or whatever. Yeah. See, that's just, yeah, that wasn't, I would have been it, murdered. I, I was, I, it's funny how you were like, you were like, I was thinking the same thing about the Girl Scout cookies is like, if the organization itself was smart, they would do that. They would package and produce their cookies all year long. Right. You know what I mean? As opposed to once a year. And then that's probably why they can up the price. Cause they're like, all right, they're here. The cookies are here for a month. You know, you got one month to get all the Samoas you want, or whatever they're called. Right? Yeah, that's that's some. Yeah, right. I, I, no, I, yeah, you're, you're you know, there's there's a bunch of them, and some of them are unique, but then some of them are ripped off by Keebler and stuff. But it's like, um, you know, and then they should just pay for the kids to go out in the camp. They should just be like, look, right. all these cookies. Right. Distribute it, the money through everybody. It's just feeding the executive branch of the, the organization to, you know, and their, and their administration costs and everything. But again, you know, for people that are like, well, they need it so they can, again, the Boy Scouts did it without selling anything. Right. So, you know, uh, I don't know what to tell you. It's like, the brownies, they don't sell brownies. Brownies aren't selling Girl Scout cookies. Brownies are brownies. And somehow the brownie organization still, still, uh, still happens. 4-H club, they're not selling like, I don't know, horses or something. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, Girl Scouts, though, they get, they're, they're enslaved to sell cookies. <laughs> and people go crazy for them. People are like, I'm not saying that upset. some people don't like the cookies. Some people do, but it gives them an excuse to buy the cookies is what it is. It's right. Just, it's a one-time thing every it, year. Yeah. And then they're just like, you know, they're helping out the kids and, and stuff. So they don't feel so bad about spending the money and then they can, fatten up eating the cookies but yeah. but uh again the the mom that's super organized that's got the walmart table or the giant eagle table or you know whatever grocery store you want to pick and you know has the multiple kids out there pitching and hollering and selling them all day like yeah they're gonna make a fucking killing you know what i mean but uh and, and then but i'm telling you there's a kid like me out there. There's some girl out there with a yeah. bunch of cookies that she can't sell because nobody where she lives wants them. Could you imagine living like in like East Cleveland trying to sell Girl Scout cookies? No one's buying them. No one's buying yeah. them. You know what I mean? Like it's you're not going door to door. No one's right. buying them at the grocery store. You're fucked. You're fucked. You're not selling. If anything, you're, you're getting anything. robbed of them. Yeah, right. They're stealing your money and your cookies. You're like, yeah. give me that sash too. I saw that. Um, yeah. No, I mean seriously, it's you know, there's neighborhoods where you just can't do it. It's it's just it's insane. So I just feel like it's it's just an unfair thing. Anyway, I don't you know, this was just a weird topic I wanted to bring up, but it it was kind of timely. It was in the news. It was just like one of those things, and I was just like, you know, I think that things. I I just I've always thought it's bullshit. And people that are worried, don't worry about it because like those cookies aren't going to go anywhere. Even if the Girl Scouts went out of business somebody's going to still sell and market those cookies because you know, money, money walks, shit talks, whatever money talk, shit walks, whatever the fuck it is. And, uh, right. Fuck it. You know? So, um, I signed up for college online again. 
Online college. Online college. Well, uh, a university. Um, the uh, I have like a basically an associate's um, from an online college from like 2004 or something. And, um, it was an online college, but I, I, it didn't, uh, the accreditation was like one of these distance, uh, accreditation schools and everything. And, um, I found that I wouldn't be able to transfer my credits, uh, to, um, a local school, like say tri right? That's our community college here. Um, because the, uh, accredits, uh, didn't, um, they just don't take, them. they're not, they're not the same kind of accreditation or whatever that they would accept. So that was a bit of a bummer and I didn't really need the degree. Um, I already had a job and everything, but I felt like it would be nice that if I didn't have the job, I would at least have some sort of an education that I would plop down on my resume, which I've done ever since. It's just an associate. It's not a bachelor's or anything. Um, and it was just an online thing. It took a while for me to do it, though. It was still painful. <laughs> it's still I had to do the work, you know. And and uh, it, it was online in the early days. It was there was no lectures or labs. It was mostly you know getting textbooks, reading the textbooks, and then taking online quizzes. That was essentially all it was. Um, but it was it was you know boring, like most schoolwork. And, but I, I managed to get through like most of it. I, it was like the last course, the last test. I just gave up. <laughs> I could have got the associates, but I didn't because I just didn't take the final test. I did take the final test, but see the way this worked was when you're taking your finals, just through just the finals, it wasn't done online. You had to do like whatever the assignment was and then mail it in. And, uh, this was, um, the very last class was, um, systems analysis and design, and you had to design a flow chart, right? And, um, like they spell out everything that they want this flow chart to do or whatever and have on it and all this sort of stuff, but they don't tell you where everything's supposed to go. You're just supposed to like put this all together, etc. And then when you send it in, they tell you if it's pass or fail. And you're allowed to retake it as many times as necessary in order for you to pass, but they give you no assistance, no hint, no nothing of what you did wrong, nothing. So with a flow chart, it's just kind of like, I, I have no one to work with and I have nothing to go on. You know, it's kind of like, I'm looking at it and I'm just like, I already have a job. I I've kind of come as far with this as I'm going to do. I can't keep sending this thing in and just, you know, getting rejected because it's, I don't know, you know, I don't know what's wrong with it. So I ultimately botched that last thing. So I, I, and you know, my, my career has not needed it at all and, and it doesn't really need it now, but you know, one of the things I've been thinking about now that I'm like in my fifties basically is the fact that like, you know, probably should get into management at some point here. I still have another at least another 14 years of work to do. And, um, in order to, you know, to before re- normal retirement. And, uh, I, fi- I figure like, you know, um, I could probably get into a management role at PNC without it, but it might be easier if I had it kind of thing. And the thing is, is that PNC is paying for all of it. So it's kind of like, well, I guess I'll just do it. I got more time than anything. I mean, I'm a busy guy with the two jobs, but at the same time, it's like, um, I don't see my girlfriend a whole lot. Uh, so especially right now. And so it's kind of like, uh, I don't got anything else to do. So I figure I might as well just study. And most of it, I mean, I'm, so I'm taking a, a course on, uh, business management and leadership. And I, I think I'll probably be able to, uh, do fine with that anyway. Cause my associates had a lot of business management stuff in it to begin with, you know, and it had accounting and the math and all that kind of stuff. So I'm trying to get, they're actually going to take my credits and I'm waiting to hear what 
the result is of that. Like they will accept them for transfer. I just don't know how many credit hours they actually um, transfer into. So that's the where I'm at with it right now. And I haven't signed up for anything. And it's, it's going to kick off in like May or June, depending on whatever. And what, a, you know, I, I think it's mostly just going to be me reading and then answering questions. And, you know, my worst thing about any kind of studying is just I'm terrible at memorization. I have a great memory. I have a great memory. But it's for things that I actually care about. Right. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if you give me things that I have to just read that I'm not interested in, it just doesn't, it does not sink in, you know? So, and, and also it's like, I've learned over the years that like textbooks do this thing where like, you know, you're, you, you read all the texts and then they have all these like weird areas where things are like in like, I don't know. They're like, um, on the side, there'll be like things that they're like highlighted, et cetera. And I think they're trying to give you clues about what's going to be on the test when they, when they give you these little highlighted things. But still, at the end of the day, it's just kind of like you got to have some kind of like interest in the subject or otherwise you're just right. not going to retain it and, and be able to answer it. And some people are actually very good at that, like very good. Like we got, we did an interview with a guy who knew everything about um, uh, our software package because I think like he memorized – the product, like he memorized the product and all of the things that it did and, and its functionality and all this sort of stuff. But when we, when we asked him like actual, like, um, questions uh, in the sense of how would you handle this situation? You know, this comes up, blah, blah, blah. How, how, where would you do? He would just kind of recite things <laughs> that he had memorized you know, about, about the, about the program. He had no, he had no real world experience. And so we, we didn't end up hiring the guy, but I was just like, geez, man, the guy's like spent all this time, like memorizing everything about this, this product, you know, probably memorize the the instruction manual and all this sort of stuff. And, um, I'm just not that way. I don't have that, whatever that is. I wasn't given that as, as a gift, like here, remember, remember every, boring thing you just read for this test that's coming up it's terrible it's like a it's like an elementary school uh, book report you're basically just writing everything off the back of the book <laughs> and you can re- you can recite that and you can tell everybody this is the story of this book and they'll be like well, what does that mean to you you'd be like i don't know it's it was a story <laughs> you know i really struggled for the longest time in like fourth grade with uh the multiple multiplication tables mm-hmm. um we would do the flashcards all the time and, uh, you know, it always be like, you know, if it was five times five, I knew that was 25, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then if it was like uh, seven times eight or seven times nine, you know, I would sit there and just be like, mm, you know, or six times eight, uh, just be like, I don't know. Like it just, I could not memorize it, you know? And I could, yeah. I could do that in my head. Don't get me wrong. I could put together six eights and come up with it, but we were doing flashcards. You can't sit there and be like eight plus eight is 16, 16 plus 16 is 32, 32 plus 32 is 64. Right. You don't have the time to do it. And so it was like, uh, I used to sweat the multiplication tables, man. I just hated it, hated it. But eventually I got it, you know, uh, but it took a long time and, and just, just all kinds of things in school like that for me was like really difficult for me to memorize anything. Uh, I don't know, just not, wasn't good at it. Had a lot of discipline, um, levi- le- leveraged on me in fourth, fifth and sixth grade and, and seventh grade in order to, uh, um, yeah, get through school. But, uh, and then it all went downhill when I met girls in high school. But uh, by that point, I had known enough stuff that I could get out of high school barely. And that's right, folks. He didn't know any girls before high school. I wasn't interested. You know, that's the thing. I was a late guy to puberty. I I hit puberty in California in ninth grade. Like, um, like in elementary school, I was best friends with Rob Whalen. And uh, Rob Whalen had hit puberty in sixth grade. And it, he used to get pissed off. Remember, we were just talking about Mohican. Uh, he said, 
He says, I hate going to these fucking places, man. Kids are laughing at me in the shower about fucking, oh, you got hair on your balls. Ha ha ha. Yeah, I do when you don't. Yeah, I know, right? You know, but like he had hit it in sixth grade, man. I had hit it in ninth grade. I had it late. And uh, that's hard because before you hit it as a as a boy, you're just like a kid. You're just still a kid, really. I mean, you're still you're riding your bike around and everything. It's the strangers things kind of thing, you know. You're playing with toys and stuff, and then one day you hit puberty, and then suddenly you're interested in girls and Dungeons and Dragons or something. I don't know. It just it, it all changes. You're interested. You're interested in different things. Your Mohican experience was completely different. <laughs> you're like. You're like, yeah, he's all embarrassed because he's got this. I actually, because cause we had, you know, because you had to live in these cabins. Yeah. And uh, it was, and they, and they would mix the schools together. So it's like, I don't know these kids. I, you know, I know I, I would, they would put me in with a couple kids from my school and a couple kids from some other school or whatever. And I remember going to the showers the one day and this kid was, and this kid was walking around and he's got his hand over his junk, like over his, his dick and his balls. And he's like pulling them down and he's got some hairs down there. And he's like, check it out, everybody. Check it out. I got hairs. Look at it. What was he saying? He goes, look and remember. That's what he kept saying. He kept walking around going, look and remember, look and remember. And I was just like, why am I, why does this guy want me to look at his nut? But it's just weird because you, you had the exact opposite. You were like, <laughs> Rob Whalen's like, no, don't look at me. Don't point at me. And I'm, I, I'm sitting there in the room with a guy who's like putting it in my face, like, get out of here. I don't want to see that. Right, 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 right. Yeah. No, and, uh, you know, it's... Puberty. Am I right? Right, right, yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I uh, was a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> not not pu- well, hard time to get it, but... I'm, just, but, um, I'm still waiting to hit it. Pu- 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 puberty is like... Uh, I grew like 11 inches in one year or something crazy. Like, I shot up, got tall. I wasn't that tall um, when I had gone into high school. That was a weird time for me, too, because, like... Basically, I, you know, uh, came back from California and they had lost my transcripts and I had to restart ninth grade. And uh, I entered homeroom with this guy uh, who I didn't know. Shouldn't have put them pentagrams on your folder. And um, it was him and uh, Bailey. And I didn't have a class with Corber, but uh, he ended up walking home with us uh, or walking home with me occasionally. Uh, you got an OWA. I was just talking about this this uh, weird this weird scenario that happened to me two times in my life, and uh, there's there's nothing to this, but I just talked about this, and it and it dealt with the same the same time period. So, so I just wanted to mention it because I thought this was weird, and I was talking to somebody I know about this, like an ex girlfriend from a while ago, and uh, I never realized it at the time when I was in school of, of what this actually meant, but, and you'll recognize the second one, although I don't know if you remember, you probably won't remember the, the incident, but you'll remember the, the people like, so in eighth grade. Okay. I was, uh, in home ec. I think everybody had to take home ec in eighth grade when I went to school and, uh, we had to share a table and it was Don Cease. Uh, myself, some other nerdy kid, right? That was there. And, um, uh, and these, and these two girls and they were two or three girls and they were like, they were really bitchy and they were, they were making fun of cease because, you know, he just kind of would ask for it. Uh, the hate, (laughs) I mean, just, just some of the things he would do, which is, were just really geeky and nerdy. And, uh, um, and, and this one girl was like, she's like, I would not go out with him or him. And she points at me and she's like, I would try it with him, but not those two guys. And she said something like, whatever, uh, you know, and I was mostly yeah. just sitting there thinking to myself, like, well, thank God I'm not getting picked on. Right. <laughs> but, but what I didn't realize was that she, what she was basically saying to me at that point was like, you know. I would date you. You should ask me out. You know what I mean? Not that I wanted to date her, but you know, like I could have. Right. But, but I, I hadn't reached puberty yet. You know what I mean? I wanted to go home and play GI Joe and shit. Like I didn't, I want to play Commodore 64. I didn't want to fucking date anybody. I'm going to pick her up on my bicycle. You know, I didn't drive. 
It's, it's like it's ridiculous. So, um, and and the funny thing is, folks, is I went through high school, dated a lot of girls, and didn't drive. So uh, don't don't ever let a car stop you from from hooking up. Uh, but um, so that happened to me, right? And then when we were in ninth grade. Uh, when we were leaving OWA and you know how you would walk across the, uh, the fields towards the, uh, junior high, right. And go down that one path where they hide the nuclear missiles under the football field. And, um, Carrie Howe's walking, right. You know, and she was pregnant and, um, some other girl was there, maybe Rhonda Nelson, somebody, you know, and, and some, some other girl. And, and, and there was like, a few of us again, walking away, not you. I don't think you, because you wouldn't have gone that way. I don't think unless you like were smoking at that time and needed cigarettes or something, you wouldn't go that way. Um, but Carrie house said the exact same thing. She was just like, I didn't know Carrie how I didn't want to know Carrie. How you know what I mean? Um, she was, she was, she was not in my OWA class. She was in first period. I guess she was in set. Was she in second? Maybe. And, um, so maybe I had her in a second and, and she said the same thing. She was like, I would date you or I wouldn't date that guy or that guy, but I would try it with him. And I'm again, in my brain, I'm just thinking to myself, like, you know, like, thank God she's not fucking picking on me, you know, her and Jeannie yeah. Reiki or something. And, um, again, it was, it was probably just some sort of thing. Like she was saying, you know, I, I totally did you like, I don't. She's pregnant. I'm gonna hook up with you know. Yeah. What I mean, that's ridiculous. Like no. Yeah, it's I, like you're a, you're a, you're a freshman in high school, or a sophomore <laughs> in high school, and you're pregnant. Right. I'm a, I'll pass. Right. 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 Exactly. But I had those two things happen to me, like it, you know, subsequently, and and you would think that like I might have like developed some kind of an ego about it, but I never really thought about it ever again. But I did remember um, both of those because. I think it was because those were both like kind of stressful situations because like people were being picked on, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, you don't want to be targeted kind of thing. So you're kind of like, it kind of sits in your memory for a while. You know, everybody kind of remembers bullies and things like that. And the thing is, is that like, especially in eighth grade, girls are no longer girls. In eighth. I mean, they're women. They, they hit puberty in like sixth grade or before, you know? So by eighth grade, I mean, they've, they've already been like women for a while. Like I'm still a kid. Cease is still a kid, et cetera. But you know, we're being picked on by grown women. It's, it's weird. Middle school is probably the worst time. It's probably the worst time of your life as a, as a, as a male, especially because your body's going through all these changes. You start to get acne. You start to stink, you know? Uh, yeah. you, you gotta, you gotta change your clothes all the time and stuff like, you know, in the gymnasium things, otherwise you're going to reek, um, talking like Bobby Brady all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your voice is cracking. It's, it's just a bad, it's a bad time. And then at the same time you have this, this puberty problem because there's some kids like Rob Whalen that hit it early. So they're, they're, they're like men in, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, they're, and yeah, they're like bigger dudes man in school and you're still like a kid and all the women are are older you know what i mean and you know you're supposed to like be into women but at that time you know if you haven't hit puberty or something you're just kind of like especially in seventh grade you're just kind of like oh you know i don't know what i'm doing i'm gonna go home and play toys uh it's it's a terrible time it's terrible yeah. and it's, things change when you get note. to high school but yeah side note one time uh you since you brought her up carrie how uh, one time she was, uh, hanging out with Rom's neighbor or something like that over on his street. And, uh, I was over there and I was like, Hey, uh, you know, if you switch the first two letters of her name, it's Harry cow. And <laughs> she got pissed. <laughs> Trying to beat me up. That was after she was pregnant, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's. Uh, all these things I just try to avoid when it comes to people's names because some things just jump out at you like that. You know what I mean? It's like they've probably heard it. Well, I ain't gonna yeah. bring it up. I didn't think of it. I, I, my dumbass. I was like, well, she'll think it's funny. <laughs> no, no, she did. She chased me down. She wanted to fight me and stuff. I was like, I'm not fighting a girl. <laughs> pregnant girl. Uh, so I knocked her out. Pregnant. Pregnant. <laughs> Visibly pregnant. Her and Jeannie. Yeah, two of them. 
at the same time. When school already started, so they got knocked up in the summer between eighth grade and ninth. Well, Jeannie was a 10th grader, but Carrie wasn't. Eighth Between eighth grade and ninth, they got knocked up. <laughs> like uh, two, two at the same time in the same class. Yeah, yeah, two two pregnant girls at the same time in the class, and and it's just like um, like I, don't, I, don't, I mean I because again like I didn't I didn't even you know right it's just at that time I hadn't even barely. <laughs> Right. I mean, I mean, now I had, I had hit puberty already. Cause I had been, you know, I'd already been through ninth grade one time. So, I mean, I, you know, it was a different thing for me, but at the same time, I'm just like thinking to myself, like, how do you, I don't know. It's like, it's, how do you get, I know how you get knocked up, but I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like how, how does that, how, how does that happen so quickly for you? Like, you know, you know, all the rules, like, what are you doing? What are you, yeah. you know, but Hey, I don't know. To each their own. It shit happens. Right. It's one of those things. But yeah, that's just a strange. That's a strange time for me and a kid. Just going through that horrible, I bet you, I bet, horrible shit up here to I bet you both those kids are messed up. Can you write these kids and Carrie's kids? They're both kids. They're both messed up. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes uh, it works out where the the kids have because the parents are still involved, the grandparents kind of thing, and so then they end up the kids end up being these like um, well rounded achievers and all this sort of stuff. But um, I don't know. I mean, I get what you're saying, though. I mean, it's it's hard to say. It's it, the, the ones that seem like they get they, they they get really messed up are the ones like the celebrities and their kids. Like celebrities' kids, like like sadly, a lot of times you read about them and they've they've either like committed suicide or they've um, had like crazy drug problems and and uh, just just and you, you just wonder to yourself like you have all the you have all the money in the world, you know, and it's like. You can't, <laughs> you can't, uh, you can't solve this situation somehow. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe, you know, they just all went to like some sort of schools in California or something where they just, you know, it, would, it was it hollow. It would seem to me, it would seem to me that most people who have a lot of money get very bored very easily. And that, Cause that always seems to be the thing with like, where you hear like these rock stars or the movie stars or these people that are like, well, yeah, you know, I'm living this 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 elaborate lifestyle and spending all this money and stuff, but man, that gets boring after a while. To which I say, "Excuse me, <laughs> like what? No, if I had the money, I wouldn't let myself get bored." You know, right? Like, no, I mean, I I I I, I think it. It is always interesting to me that there are people who have enormous amounts of wealth and they choose to continue to work rather than retire. Like, you know, um, like the Warren Buffett, you know, the guy's the, like one of the richest men in the world. Uh, and, um, you know, he's still running Berkshire Hathaway at 92 years of age. Um, Charlie Munger as well. And, um, you know, Bill Gates, really old, a lot of these guys. And, and it's just kind of like, first of all, I think like, I almost feel like there should be a law that says when you hit a certain age, like 70 or something, um, that you should be forced into retirement. So other people can have an opportunity to have your job, <laughs> you know? Uh, but, um, that's, that'll never happen. And I'm, I'm mostly kidding. I realize if you built your business, you should be able to work on it the rest of your life. But, um, it's just, uh, I can't get it around my head because there's just like things I want to do and things I want to see. And I can't imagine just going through life and being like, yeah, I don't really want to own anything else. You know, yeah. <laughs> I drive the same car I've been driving for the last 15 years and I've been living in the same house for 30 years. And, you know, it's just kind of like, uh, dude, you're not, you're not coming back, <laughs> you know, like yeah. this is your opportunity now holding it for you and yeah and you're not there's no there's no do i mean maybe you're a buddhist and you believe you're coming back but i don't think so like most of these guys it's you're not there's no you're not going to get to do it again so if you wanted to experience um a lot of different things that are out there if you wanted to um you know, maybe you wanted to try Chick-fil-A one day. You're like, you know what? I've never had Chick-fil-A. Maybe I'll try it and see what it's like. But there's just people out there that are just like, nah, I want the same thing I eat every day. You know, I can't get my head around that. Like that to me is bonkers because I, 
No, I gotta mix shit up all the time. I, I like, because back in the day, <clears throat> I don't know how it was for you, but in elementary school, I used to pack, you know, I'd pack a lunch and I would always eat peanut butter and jelly. And then, uh, like when I started working for my brother, when I was working in the steel mill and stuff, I'd always take a lunch in with me. So I'd make like turkey sandwiches, take some chips. You know what I mean? It was, it was pretty much the, your basic lunch thing. And yeah. I would eat this like every day. And I was like, fine with it. I was like, you know, I was no problem. I started working at this job and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start bringing my lunches in again. I'm, I'm, and I'm making these turkey sandwiches. I'm making like peanut butter and jelly. I'm doing like, you know, I'm like doing whatever I can, you know, just take food and eat. And I can't do it. <laughs> like, I can't make it through the day. I'm just like, oh my God. Like, like by Wednesday, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sick of turkey. Like, why did I, why did I make two more of these sandwiches? What am I stupid? You know what I mean? It's just, it's, I don't know. I think it's my metabolism or something. I don't know, but it's, it's just funny that I used to be able to do that like all the time. You know what I mean? It's like, as a kid, you could survive on PB and J or, or, you know, grilled cheeses or something like, you know, but like nowadays you're just like, you eat one of them. You're like, nah, I'm done. I'm good for a couple of weeks. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I, the only thing I could eat routinely and even that has its limits is maybe a breakfast. Like if I buy a box of cereal, I don't eat cereal anymore, but if I did, I bought a box of cereal. I could eat that box of cereal each morning for maybe a week yeah. and, and I could do the breakfast thing. Um, Most definitely. but, uh, in terms of like lunch or dinner, like I cannot eat the same, even if I really like something, like, even if I really like the meatball subs at little Caesars, if we had gone Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and you're like, it's Thursday and you're like, Hey, you want to go? I'd be like, no, <laughs> I'd just be like, they're great, man, but I need a break. Let's go, let's go get a chicken sandwich or something, you know? Like, fuck, man, I can't handle this no more. Um, but we were sensible. We only went on two for Tuesday. Uh, yeah, you, you, I can't eat the same thing all the time. If I had to eat the one food meats. like, like religiously and I didn't care about my health or anything like that, I would probably just eat pizza. Cause it's probably the one food that I've probably eaten the most of in my life, you know? Yeah. And it's like, um, you could mix it up a number of different ways and, you know, you, I would certainly get sick of it, but I just saying like, it would probably be the one food that I would get sick of the least out of all the other foods, but probably also the most unhealthy one that I could eat. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, um, did you watch anything on the TV lately? Um, well, I was just going to ask you. I was just going to ask you, and now you confused me by answer, asking me a question. Uh, <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I watched The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, I haven't started that yet. Is it any decent so far? It's, it's basically the same, you know. Yeah. I find, I, 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 I find it hard. This is just a personal thing, and, it, and it, it's not, a, it's not a, a game changer. This doesn't make me want to turn it off, or this doesn't want me to make, you know, it's not like I hate this because of this or nothing like that, but... I find it hard to watch a show where you can't watch the people's mouths move. Oh, because he's got the helmet on. They won't let him yeah. take the helmet off. He had a big fight about that last year. They, like they were talking, the he was going to quit the show. Well, that's the whole basis of this season. Is about him taking, you know, he's leaving his helmet on on purpose. Yeah, because he's but, it's, uh, it's, it's, this is the group. He's in. I understand what you're saying. It's but just, it's just it, like like it, you'd be like, well, what about a guy with a mask? I can see your mouth moving under there. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I know you have a mouth. Otherwise, it's just this dude walking around with no motion in his face going, I'm here for the kid. And you're just like, where's that voice coming from? I don't know. It confused me. Well, you know, you know, the funny thing is about, um, I don't know if everybody knows this, but um, when you're making movies and television shows, um, you know, the actors on set will, of course, be acting and they'll, they'll read their lines, et cetera. But um, when they're actually filming those scenes, that's typically not the voices that they're you're hearing. Um, they actually go to the sound room later or whatever and re-record their dialogue, and then that gets lined up with what they're saying uh, in the film. So you know it's it's weird in in that way because uh, what you're hearing isn't actually what they're saying, although it is what they're saying. You know what I mean? Like it, and nobody notices, and and part of the reason is is because film and television is recorded at 24 frames per second rather than like video games where we all want to have like 60 frames per second. And that 24 frames offers enough, uh, 
gap that you almost can't tell when words don't meet the lips and all that kind of stuff, you know? I mean, if the audio is too far away, we all notice it. But um, if it's like overdubbed kind of thing, you don't, you know? It's just kind of an interesting thing. Uh, I, 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 I get what you're saying about The Mandalorian. I mean, it's... It's a Star Wars thing. It, it you know, it's it, it, this particular. Yeah, other than that, it's okay. Still haven't seen Ant Man because I just believe that I pay for Disney Plus, so I'll just watch it then. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's 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 um, it's it's like all the other ones in the sense of that it's not it's not amazing, but it's not terrible. It's just kind of. Eh. I don't think Marvel's doing themselves any favors with a lot of these movies lately being just kind of basic. Um, you know, I mean, they throw the budget at the, the special effects and everything. And of course they're paying these actors good money, uh, to be in these things, but it's these storylines I'm finding to be rather weak. Uh, and, um, and maybe that's just how it is. I mean, they're comic books, you know, and, um, we can't all have like Nolan's dark Knight kind of thing. Like, you know, uh, the layers of complexity, especially when you want to have young kids go and see these things. So, I mean, maybe there's just a trade off there that it's just going to always be these, these kind of um, basic storylines. I, I do miss the, the more mature stuff that we saw with the Netflix Marvel universe. I don't know what we've heard that they're going to do yeah. the, the daredevil reboot with like some ridiculous number of episodes in the first season. Uh, I, pretty sure we're going to see Jessica Jones again, but, um, I don't know. I don't know what else. I don't even know. I don't even know if they have any other interesting properties that they could make adult that we would care about. You know what I mean? Like iron fist and Luke cage, but, um, who else would Punisher? Yeah, Punisher, of course. I mean, and and they're they're probably bringing that back too at some point. Although it's Punisher, I like the Punisher, but it's very one dimensional storyline. Really, I mean, it's a, it's a revenge thing. You know, he's he's angry guy, and he's going to kill guys in the most brutal way possible. It's it's he's like um he's like uh his his he, if they did a show like his, they could do it like an A team type of type of thing, or like a like an Incredible Hulk kind of thing, where he's like. He's just there, and he runs into the trouble, and he goes, "Well, I'll help you." You know what I mean? So, like, each episode would be a different, you know. Yeah. Here's the town that's being held down by this guy, or here's, you know what I mean? So, right. As opposed to trying to tell, like you said, he's one dimensional. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like, instead of trying to tell one huge arcing long story about this guy, just hit us with what we know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. He's going to go kill the bad guys, and that's what we want to see. You know, we don't. We don't. We don't want to. I don't want fifty million flashbacks to his kids in the park. <laughs> yeah, it's, the, you know, it's like I get it. They're all dead. They got murdered and all that stuff. It's like it's sad. It sucks, but you know, you're, you're starting to tread into Spider-Man territory now. Well, it's also Batman. just like you know the the villains are so um, not not kingpins, criminals. Not They're not superheroes, but but a lot of these criminals are also very one to one. They're just bad dudes, you know what I mean? They, they make these Italian guys. They're just real sort of cookie cutter slapstick kind of thing. Where again, I thought when they did it with Luke Cage and they had um, uh, Diamondback and Copperhead and all that kind of stuff, um, that uh, that was a little bit more interesting. They weren't as one dimensional uh, actors, you know, but. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's, you know, when you have a world, like we live in the world now where you ever see John Wick films, you watch the John Wick films. I know about them, but I've never seen one. You really should. I've, uh, I've seen clips and stuff. It's, it's really good. It's really, and it's, is really simple in the sense of it's the same kind of thing, but it's like, it moves fast and it's, um, has great choreography with these fights. And, and, um, it's really entertaining and you don't really have to listen to Keanu Reeves talk very much, which is nice. Um, there's just not a lot of banter. It's just, you know, mostly just a lot of, um, uh, action really. And, and, you know, it's what the Punisher, you know, probably would be in a, in, in this, uh, in this day and age, you know, he's still kind of stuck in a, almost like a 1980s kind of, you know, Die Hard, Revenge, 
killing yeah. thing. And it's, you know, it, 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 it just needs some sort of, it needs, if you're going to keep it going, it needs something else, you know? And, 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 and here to Disney, don't, don't bring a kid in. He doesn't need a kid. Right. <laughs> don't bring the kid to help out the Punisher. Like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, no cutesy alien, no animal thing or anything. You know, just, it could be like, maybe he joins a group of mercenaries and, or, you know, you, you take that with, in, with the modern politics and stuff and maybe do something with that. I don't know. Th- that would be more along the lines I'm thinking. We don't need him just to be the Punisher with a sidekick because fuck, we got enough of that. Oh my God. No, thanks. Like, like the, like the, uh, vigilante from, uh, Peacemaker. Right. Saw Peacemaker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like his buddy who's just like a, a complete tool. You know, the guy's <laughs> right. just like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, but he kills people. He's like really good at killing people. <laughs> right. He's just like, oh, I was, you know, like give, give one of those. If you gave that guy to the Punisher, it'd be all over. It'd be like, no, Frank Castle would kill him. He would just be like, I'm done with you. That's the beauty of Big Trouble in Little China is the fact that it was like the buddy cop movie. But instead of like filming it from the perspective of the hero, which was the Asian dude, uh, they filmed it um, from the, the viewpoint of the yeah of the the comic relief character, you know, which was Kurt Russell, yeah. and um, uh, just nobody got it. Nobody got it when it came out. You know what I mean? It didn't do well. It took years yeah. of it being on VHS and everything, and uh, for people to finally understand what John Carpenter's vision there was that film. Um, but it was uh, that was brilliant. Um, at a time when nothing was, there was just nothing but buddy cop films back then, man. So it's crazy, crazy, man, crazy. So you're going to go buy some girls. No. Um, I've had, I listen, I've had people calling me being like, Hey, <laughs> who do you know? Do you know somebody who's selling Girl Scout cookies? Well, you've got and a little I've, girl, you know, well, you know, she's not well, that little me, anymore, but it's probably yeah, not Girl Scouts, but, um, She's not doing it, but my niece's daughter was. That's what it turns out. Somebody called me and was asking. I was like, well, my niece's daughter selling Girl Scout cookies. And I can send out a link if anybody wants to order some. I don't know. Like, I work with at least 50% Indian people in my company. And Mm. uh, I don't have any idea if uh, Indian girls participate in Girl Scouts. I mean, you know, they probably do, I guess. But um, I I don't know, and I and I would just so my point is is that I don't know if any of the fathers would be bothered to bring in like an order form or anything and leave it in the cafeteria. You know, I don't see anything like that where I'm at. It's just they got they probably have enough family. Yeah, it's just very sterile when it comes to there's nobody asking me to buy a popcorn tin or anything at work. Uh, My girlfriend's kid, but she's not really in the Girl Scouts, but her. Her school is charitable, so they're always trying to get you to. Although some of that stuff is way too expensive, they're oh, like yeah. they're like attend our ball. You know, we're gonna have a, a dance thing. It's two hundred and fifty dollars a ticket. Like, what is what is what is Kiss playing? I'm not going. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> going for two fifty a ticket, man. It's crazy money. Like, I got this dude at work. He's like, hey, my my, basically his kid. He's like, uh, he's like a stepdad or whatever. He's like, uh, he goes, my kid's selling popcorn and, uh, you know, I'm going around selling it and stuff. And I'm like, oh, really? And he goes, yeah. And I, and I don't mind supporting the kids. Sure. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw out five, 10 bucks, whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like my, like my girlfriend's niece was selling lemonade one day. She was like, I'm, I'm sitting, there's a lemonade stand and they put it online. And I went over there and yeah. I was like, here's five bucks. And she's like, well, I hold on. I got to get you four fifty and change. I was like, just keep it. Right. Right. You know what I mean, it's like, don't worry. Yeah. About it. Just go. Yeah. So, uh, but I better so get a working. big lemonade. No, yeah, I get you. I, I, like, I better get a free refill. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, so this dude at work, he's like, yeah, my kid's selling popcorn. And if, if she sells 50 bags, she gets a free mini fridge, which he wanted. He was like, which I will take and fill with Dr. Peppers and I will use it in my basement. Da, 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 da. And I was like, for the longest time, I was like, I'm not buying popcorn so that you can get a fridge <laughs> from your kid. You know what I mean? I was like, I'll help the kid get a fridge. Right. But I'm not helping you get the fridge. Right. The, you know, and he's like, oh, come on. So, so, so like every day I walked in there, every day I walked into work, he was, he was on me. He was just like, Dude, you know, we got, I only need to sell four more. I only need to sell three more. Da, 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 da. <clears throat> and, uh, 
he would tell other people at work and I would come up behind him and be like, he only wants it for his own fridge. He doesn't want it for the kid. It's not for the, you know, don't listen to him. Jamming him up. So yeah. Oh, it was the greatest. And so like, uh, so finally, like on the last day I was like, all right, well, I'll help the kid out. Here's 10 bucks. Give me, you know, I'll order a bag of popcorn. Give me whatever caramel corn or whatever. Here's whatever it is. $10. And I know this is going to be like the smallest bag of popcorn. It's going to be like a cracker Jack box that I just paid paid $10 for. And this is going to suck. But uh, <laughs> now every day that he comes into work, I go up to him immediately. Like, well, where's my popcorn? And he's just like, it's it's not ready yet. And I go, listen, man, you bug me every day for 10 bucks. I'm going to bug you every day for popcorn. So every day he comes in, I'm like, where's my popcorn, Bobby? Bobby, where's my popcorn? Look, it's coming. I, just, I need time, man. It's two weeks. So there's, you know, if you want to sell me something, I'm going to buy it, but I'm probably going to yell at you most of the time. Yeah, no, I I don't like popcorn. Um, I like no. I'll eat some movie theater popcorn kind of thing, um, but I don't want like candied popcorn or chocolate covered popcorn or any of that. Like caramel corn, I know some people do. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here mm. and bad mouth it or anything. I'm just not really into it. Like I don't, I don't like it. Like I just don't, I just don't like. Doesn't do it for me. It's like too. Yeah it's too airy or something it just feels like it's yeah too the like not it doesn't have like a right amount of substance or something now don't get me wrong if i was starving to death like I, when i was a kid and i had to eat you know and someone's like you want some caramel corn you know i'd eat the shit out of it because i didn't get anything it's like when i was telling people like original doritos you know they tasted amazing um for some reason like the doritos that we got in the late 70s and the early 80s yeah way different way different and really addictive like they, they were like cheesy. you could just pound a bag and feel bad about it but you would pound the bag of those things by yourself like at no time and um that's not how they are today i mean i'll still enjoy a dorito but it's not that whatever that was back then right it was it was totally different it was um when they when they used to wrap the ho-hos individually in tinfoil much better yeah Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, what did you do? Jerks. So, you don't like Cracker Jack? Not really. You know, even when I was a kid, I only wanted the toy surprise and I didn't really like the right. Cracker Jack. I actually ate the nuts. Yeah, I like the, the, the But I didn't nuts. really eat, eat the popcorn very often. It just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I can eat anything. So if I had to eat it, don't get me wrong. I'm not like somebody that's like, I can't eat it. I'm allergic to it. I just, no, no. I just, uh, it doesn't I like it. Yeah. I just it's don't really thing. care for it. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, people, some people like ketchup. Some people like mustard. It happens. <laughs> right. You got to get over it. Yeah. <laughs> again, if I was hungry, if I was hungry and I was sitting around, you had a bowl of Cracker Jack, which nobody has. But if you did, I'd be, <laughs> sitting, be, all stale. <laughs> I'd be sitting there eating it. Looking for the toy surprise in the, in the box. Uh, Put out a bowl of popcorn as a snack. Get out of here. <laughs> when you, you used to get the toy surprises, and you, you you get a magnifying glass or 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 a, or a compass or something tattoos. cool. But yeah, and the tattoos. Everybody wanted the tattoos. Those are great. But then sometimes you just get like a comic or something. You'd be like, "What is this? That's bullshit." <laughs> yeah. You know, you feel like you got ripped off because you got some stupid or so or a little book of jokes or something it's just like this is the worst that's why toy surprise ever people would always be like i love bazooka joe gum and it's like first of all you're getting a stupid two-panel cartoon when you open the thing up which doesn't really give you anything and the gum is so hard (laughs) it was so hard it was like a freaking yeah brick man yeah i used to eat a lot of that stuff though when they used to have grape and um you said grape flavor and uh, cherry and regular bubblegum flavor. And um, when I used to go, when I lived in California, well, when I used to go visit in California in the summertime, we used to go up to uh, 7 Eleven and uh, you could get one one block of that gum for a nickel. And I was like, uh, you know, I can scrape together a nickel. So it was like something I could get. Most other stuff you couldn't get. So I, I ate a lot of that gum. Big sugar rush, basically. Then it just yeah. turns stale. Ends up on the sidewalk somewhere. The bottom of somebody's shoe. All right, well, we're over, everybody. Sorry this one was just a little bit random, but uh, yeah, I didn't have too much going on. But I think we had a pretty good time talking. 
Um, like that. We will be back next week for with more. And we got um, next weekend is um, Bailey's birthday, his fiftieth. St. Patrick's Day is Friday. Although I'm not really planning on doing anything. And um, I also have to go to uh, a housewarming party that day. And then my nephew's party is Sunday, I think. I have to talk to my ex-sister-in-law and um, great nephew and see uh, see if that's happening. So I will have some stuff to talk about next week. Mm-hmm. My brother has COVID, everyone, although he's fine. Know. And he has bronchitis at the same time. And uh, so far he's fine, but he's out of work right now. So uh, I only know Good one thing. person that hasn't had COVID. Just one person out of everybody I know, only one. He's got COVID and bronchitis, and he's still on Facebook posting about the movies that he's watching. Yep. Yep. This kid's got it, too. I don't know if Jody's yep. got it. Jody would be the only one I'd really be kind of concerned about, just because um, she's not necessarily a beacon of health. That's his girlfriend. And, um, you know, that this thing works weird on different people, but I'm pretty sure they're all vaccinated. So I don't, I don't think there's too much to worry about. They're just feeling like garbage. There's also some kind of flu going around that seem, you know, and I don't know if it's actually a flu or it's people that don't know how to take the COVID test and it's just COVID again, (laughs) you know, cause, cause people are all like, I took the test and it's come up negative, you know? And, and, and then, you know, that's even what happened with my brother. And then he went to work and then he was like, I can't work anymore. He came home and then he went to the doctor and doctors is like COVID. You know, and it's just like, yeah, I think people take the test too early. You know, they they start to immediately feel bad. They take the test because that's what happened with you. Remember when you first had it? The first time you took the test, it didn't come up with anything. And then you waited a few days or whatever. And then you took it again and it was positive, you know. And um, so, but I don't know. But I I do, I do realize there is a flu going around. But um, this particular flu that's in our area Seems a lot like COVID to me. Like it's just like really bad cough and and taking people down like hard. Um, and sometimes the flu can do that, but I don't know. So far, I managed to dodge both. I know I won't. I won't get lucky. I'll forever. I'll, I'll catch it because I, I do go out. But so far, so good. Anyway, I don't want to keep you. Have a good night, everybody, or day, or enjoy your work. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our patrons. See ya. Peace. You've been listening to Oblast with Don and Kevin. If you'd like to write into the show, send an email to oblast at vgn.us. That is VGN as in video game news. And be sure to check out our Patreon page, which is at patreon.com forward slash VGN, where you can get all of our shows, our videos, and some musings. Uh, Be sure to tune in each week for new episodes on our Patreon page or every other week on the public RSS feed that you're subscribed to now. Thanks for listening and good night. Peace.